This episode of Inspire Living with Rodney and Steve is brought to you by MetaFitX Pilates Bootcamp. MetaFitX is the most complete workout that you will ever do. It is a combination of Pilates and high interval training. So you will start out each class with a little bit of a warm up, and then from there we go into both using BOSUs, using straps, using our body weight to get that heart rate up to do amazing amount of fun work to burn those calories that you're looking to burn and get the body that you have always dreamed of. And at the end of each class, we end it with Pilates. So we do traditional mat exercises, also utilizing the springboards to really help lengthen and strengthen the whole body. We're toning the body up. We're just getting everything to work much better and from a much more secure place. So that will inform every other aspect of your life, whether you're somebody who has to sit at the desk all the time while you're working out or, or while you're working um, your regular job or whether it's uh, whether you're a construction or whatever it is that you're doing, this is going to help support your everyday life and work and living and playing with your kids and everything else. So for all you guys out there that are listening to this podcast, we give you 10% off your first month's membership. Just let us know that you've listened to this podcast and we will give you that 10% off. You can contact us at 585-425-1113. That is 585-425-1113. You can also email me, steve at meta-fitx.com. All right. Thanks a lot. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Inspire Living with Rodney and Steve. Today, our guest is Rocco, last name again? Bianchi. Bianchi, thank you. Um, he is a, a yoga instructor. He's, he started his um, journey two years ago when he first took his first class at Breathe Yoga in Rochester, New York. After that class, he was hooked because for the first time, his body and mind finally connected and he realized how much was possible for him. So he went on this yoga, began his yoga journey by graduating from Breathe's 200-hour teaching training program. This experience filled him with possibilities, and a possibility he knows that is just available, not just available for him, but for other people. He can share yoga and his experience with other people. This is why he created something called Tribe Yoga, and this is a hub for everyone to step into their own greatness. And um, all right, Rodney, let's... Rodney... Rocco, this is going to fuck me up the whole time. (laughs) Rocco, so let's talk about um, Tribe Yoga. Nothing's wrong. Great. How about you, Rodney? Doing all right? I'm fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Rocco. You're welcome. Thanks Thanks for having me. Um, So, yeah, I created a Tribe Yoga Festival because uh, I attended a a yoga festival in Rochester, New York about, I would say, two years ago at this point. And, you know, I loved the community it built. I loved the energy it built. And, you know, I I, um, found myself in a situation where I wanted to participate in something and raise money for the Africa Yoga Project. And it turned out to be, you know, a lot more money than I, you know, envisioned and I had thought. So I, you know, thought, why not bring the festival back to Rochester and, you know, I didn't want to use the same name, um, so I, you know, created Tribe Yoga, and Tribe just stands, the five, like, you know, letters stand for transform, rise, inspire, believe, and evolve, and I just really want that whole day to be about those five words, to embody those five <coughs> words, to be with one another, and, you know, create a day full of possibility and opportunity for people to leave and feel, you know, inspired and uplifted to do, um, 
to do what they've been longing to do for, you know, the, their whole entire life, whether you're young or, um, you know, approaching like your, you know, 50s, 60s or 70s, you know, you all, like, everyone has possibility. And that's why I created uh, the yoga festival. That's awesome. Rocco, I like to, I always like think back about our relationship and how I first met you. And when I first, I mean, when you started yoga, I was somewhat in my infancy of yoga too. And I would see you just working every day I breathe. I was in the front right row, mm-hmm. front row, right side. And you would just work and work and work. And I was like, look at him go. Mm-hmm. And like, it, you just inspired people quickly. And, um, I, I love like just your whole evolution and maybe this is just me kissing your ass real quick. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, it's been an inspiring thing to watch. You transform your body and, but your soul too, along the whole way. And it, it's been, uh, a really great thing. What do you think like you see? I got hooked, but what was it that hooked you? Was it the, the progress? Was it the success? Was it the, just what yoga stands for? Or yeah. All of the above? I, I mean, I love that question and it, you know, it always takes me a moment to like think and, you know, really to adapt to what I'm going to say, but you know, to just bringing it back to your question, I, um, my first class, I actually, like, you know, it says, like, you know, like, you know, Steve said, you know, I loved it, and, you know, my story says I loved it, but I honestly, I didn't love my first class. It brought up a lot of resistance for me. It brought up a lot of complications in my in my physical body as well as my, you know, like, my mental, like, side of things and what I did outside of my mat, and my first class, I actually didn't want to come back to yoga, but, you know, I, I was, um, I had back pain for a really long time due to my, you know, my journey of my, like, my body change, my weight loss, and... I um I didn't feel back pain for like a whole week after my first class. So I actually came back to my mat and my second class was actually when a lot of shift happened for me and it just brings me back to my like recent trainings I've been involved with and our body really remembers physical stress and I I just remember myself 2 3 years ago and how much how much physical stress I carried around in my own life and um, I think that's where the resistance was coming from. And I think that's where I saw the most shift happen was when I could like finally move through the resistance of my physical body and let all of my shit go in a way, let all of my like trauma go, let all of my tragedy go, let all of my <laughs> doubt go, let all of my fear go, my uncertainty, my judgments, um, whatever they were, let them all go and just live in the moment. And that's where I saw the most shift happen was when I started living like in the moment at all times in my life, you know, and catching myself living, you know, not in the moment. And I think how I, how can I inspire people so quickly is, um, I think it just comes back to my, my quickness to just do shit. I don't, I don't want to wait. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to just wait until someone says like, this is the right time. This is the right moment. We're never going to have a right moment. And it's just about acting now and, um, possibly just speaking less, honestly, speaking less and doing more action. And I think that's why people see maybe a shift in me or they may, might be inspired to create a little bit more change in their life is because, is because of that reason. I firmly believe that it's just, you know, create change by just doing it, action. Yeah, I like what you said there, how, like, it, it, it really, and especially in the infancy, again, with me, with yoga, like, you feel the shifting. It's hard to even explain, but it's it's all these preconceived, like, things that I've been holding on to mm-hmm. of who I am for my whole life up until that point, right? Like, I've said I'm X, Y, Z for my whole life, and now all of a sudden I'm starting to realize that was a complete fraud. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like you seriously listening to you talk, it gave me goosebumps and remembered of my journey through yoga too. And it was, 
we were in a lot of same classes in the beginning at the same time and like there was a lot of moments like where it's hard to explain to others what it's like but I, I like to say it's a purge yeah. you're purging out all of this stuff that is collected in your soul mm-hmm. for your lifetime yeah I mean yeah. it's I mean the physical body the subtle body if you want if you for, if you want to say that is it's amazing I, I, it starts from the moment we come out of our to our existence, right out of our mom's womb, and we step into like our own physical body, and I, the law of attraction. I don't know if you've read that book, but I, I reread that a couple of times a year because I think it's just a great thing to come back to. Is we were not put on this earth to, you know, please um, our families, our friends, our our loved ones. I know that sounds like harsh in a way, but we were met, we were put on this earth to connect with the people that we come in contact with and leave um, some sort of impression and some sort of. Um, imprint in some sort of way on people's souls and on people's hearts and um yeah you know so i I think and there's two points that you had said the first the first one being that action taking that action because everybody a lot of people not everybody some people don't even take the first action of taking even going to the first yoga class Mm -hmm. but you said action and that's people will go and they'll take that first class or do that first thing that makes them slightly feel uncomfortable and then they're done but they know that that's what they need, so they don't take that step. Mm-hmm. Or you have the person who always says, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and they never do it at all. Right. Tomorrow never comes. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. And so it is about that action. It is about, okay, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this is where I should go. Let's fucking do it now. Right. Let's, you know, let's because I've had people like, aren't you going to think about it for a little bit, or aren't you going to, you know, mull it over? Are you sure you're ready? I'm like, Either I do it now, and I'm just going to do it tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes. Right. So it's it's huge. I love that that point of action. And the last, the other thing that you said, the, the whole pleasing other people and doing things for other people. Obviously, that's very important. But if you're not taking care of yourself first, then you're actually being selfish because you're not really doing you're not really doing them any justice because right. you're going to bring all your shit onto them inevitably yeah I I mean uh, to come back to that I think what just happens in like our society is you know when we when we when we're being raised is we just we pick up all of our parents shit and that's not a big it's not it's not a bad thing to say either it's true like because our parents picked up their shit from their parents which is picked up from their parents who picked up from their parents and there's so much shit coming down the line that it like when we're like we finally come into existence and we just carry on that shit and it's like we have choices to either stay a part of that drama triangle and that shit not that like, no one's even aware of it that's the shit about we're not talking about it no one's letting people know that this stuff is actually happening and then you know and then this facade starts to happen where we actually think we have to like do the same things our parents did or live the same path that our families did and really like we're just we're evolving and we're we're procreating so we can like create momentum in like the, the the world so we can each evolve into our our highest self so we then can you know shift the world through like our change right like what we're capable of doing so we all are we all get put on this planet for a reason you know for, i firmly right. believe that and um you can either stay stuck and you can stay working like the same job that everyone else does and the same path that everyone else does, or you can step outside of that and really create your own, like create your own life, right? Create your own hub, create your own journey, create your own community. And, um, Absolutely. you know, I think that's it's, important. I think it's generational too. Like we may have traits like that are even way past our parents, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, and the sooner we recognize that stuff, the sooner we can start to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right? That doesn't mean you recognize it. It doesn't mean it goes away. But no. it's like, I think, you know, like 
200, like 150 years ago, our ancestors that like our lineage, um, may have dealt with some bullshit that yeah. we don't even know, right? right? And that created some weird anxieties that were kind of carried on throughout family to family to family. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, you know, essentially we're kind of purging everybody's shit. Right. And, and I think... It, 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 Steve, you have kids, and I think I think the scary part is I hope I'm not doing this to my kids, but probably... Yeah. I, I mean, the thing, right. Rodney, like, the thing, like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, we, I had someone come in that taught me all about this stuff and she said it too she's like she's like i she's a seven-year-old son she's like the thing about it you guys is like i've already done it to my son like we can't stop it from happening but what we can do is be aware that it's happening because it's gonna happen regardless because you can't help control what your kid remembers or what we remember or what we like you know because we even me right now i can remember things from when i was five six seven years old that's still that i still struggle with and like it could be involved with my parents, my friends, or a random stranger, but like that's the stuff that we have to purge, right? Get out of that, because then when we can purge all of that and come into a place of ease and lightness, and really, we have none of that shit with us anymore. We just see things as what they are. We can love everyone, and there's not the judgment anymore of our families. There's not the judgment of our friends, or there's not that judgment at all anymore. So we can see people regardless of what they've done as who they really are as human beings. Yeah, and that's that's what it is, right? That it's it's really about like, like I, I think our world tries to like they love to put us in little groups. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, okay, here's the minorities, yeah. here's the right wing, here's the left wing, here's <laughs> here's <laughs> gay, here's straight, right. here's transgender, here's this. We're all putting these little no, groups. Get and, more and specific with them too. Like mm-hmm. we we like, there's like subcategories now. Yeah, for exactly. these. That's crazy. I, 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 I love the identity, like. Don't get me wrong, I. But it, at the end of the day, it's it's more about human and love. Like right. we're just all humans. We're all the same. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we our differences like that are external. Maybe <clears throat> make us unique. Mm-hmm. And right. that's it's beautiful, right? Things differently. Um, but it, it's 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 really hard. Like like especially like the tragedy and the shit that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Like you see that. Like I try to avoid news. And like this week, seeing like what happened, and it it made my fucking heart heavy. I know. Right. I like it was, it, as, as much as it was like okay, it's kind of like like this shit is re- this shit this shit really happened. This isn't a yeah. movie. And I'm watching like live feeds and like, right. You know, and that was Monday, and I, I went to yoga that day. And to Amy's class, and I just knew I needed yoga that day. I was like, I need it. Something's just clogging me up, you know. And she said this marvelous thing. She said, and she always does, but it it we're so worried about changing the outside and fixing the struggles of the outside, but we don't look inward to our own struggles. And if everybody looked inward to their own struggles and kind of stopped that conflict that we have within ourselves, what kind of change would that make in a whole? It'd be like no war at all. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be, it'd it'd be, be massive, be, right? It'd be fucking unbelievable because you know? people wouldn't realize that they're all the same. We all have different ways of processing things. We all have our uniqueness, but we're all the same. And nothing's that big of a deal. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Right. I mean, I mean, my heart, my heart was heavy too. I mean, I woke up Monday morning, like, you know, that was the first thing I saw. I mean, you pulled up anything and it was like, it was live action footage of, you know, seeing that awful stuff. And I mean, for me, like, 
you know, the best thing that like we can offer the world is keep doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? As yoga teachers or as just individuals practicing yoga or doing anything like, you know, Steve, like you teach and you own your own Pilates like studio and you know, whatever it is, I think we all <coughs> just have to keep focusing and like turning inward to see what lights us up, to see what really fills us up. You know, I talked to, I talked at an event, um, like a few months back, um, about mental illness and, you know, my brother struggles with um, you know addiction, and I, I their addict that they had speaking at the event backed out, and I had to step in and you know talk there, and I did a lot of research on um, just about addiction, and you know came across a lot of um, research done back in the day about um, the rat theories, you know, like putting if you put if you put one rat in a cage alone with two water bottles, one one water with cocaine and heroin mixed in, and another water that's you know real water, they're always almost going to overdose. And then some, some guy, I forget his name, um, but he was like, we can't just study it under that one. We have to take it a little bit further and create, you know, rat heaven. So we created a huge cage with a bunch of rats with two water bottles, one on each side of the cage with, you know, mazes, a bunch of cheese, a bunch of food. And they, none of the rats ever overdosed. None of the rats ever, you know, took the water with the heroin that was laced and the, the cocaine. They always drank the natural water because they were an environment of love and happiness. Wow. And and it's ama- it's amazing. When I read this, you guys, I was like totally <clears throat> shocked. I like I dove so even cool. deeper, and then I, you know, he talks about you know people came up to him and they were like, well, this you can't believe rats. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I see that, but this happened during the Vietnam War. There was a bunch of people, and like the government was like really scared that like they were gonna come home and they were all gonna be fucked up on these drugs because they were all doing these drugs during the war. Yeah. And when these people came home. 90% of them went back to living their normal lives because they all came back to love, connection, hope, and commitment. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of these tragedies. These people are not feeling loved and gratitude and unity and compassion and forgiveness in their lives. They're holding on to all of that. And I think that you know, the more we can understand that those tragedies are happening and that those emotions are being present... And, and and then the act of what you said of of coming inward, you know, meditation or stillness, whatever you want to call it. I don't care if like, you know, it can be called whatever it is. But like, we have to start focusing on that inward quality of what we are at the core. You know, who we are at the innermost part of us, and um, getting yeah. getting very clear and specific on that, Rodney. You know. Yeah, and that's the scary part, right? Is going inward, like especially when you're not used to it, because it, it, it's There's a lot of scary shit in there. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's, yep. it's 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 like you almost have to like it's brave someone that is willing to go inward because I mean let's face it it's easier just to you know Stay grab stuck. a bunch of fast food sit on the couch watch some reality TV like pass out wake up go to work and do the same thing ever again yeah, yeah and then, and then yeah. look outward. You know, and that's easy. It's an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Sometimes I wish I had that mentality, you know. Yeah, it be really a is easier, that. But then I, I mean, yeah, it would be like easier for how long though, right? Like right. easier. People go their whole lives. Doing exactly. That. I mean, they know, even like they even just think it's normal. I, I guess if some people convince themselves that it's normal, they slightly feel better but it's like ignorance is bliss you know yeah I mean the same like there's so many things you can say right like this is the world that I was born into this is the family that I was accepted into like I'll never have enough money and there's yeah. all these things but they're all when you get when you get down to the nitty gritty of all of it they're all lies they're all like frustrations they're all like doubts that we've told ourselves and we have to just get past that and I I hate how I sound sometimes like it can seems like I'm being so harsh and cocky with saying all of that because 
it's not easy. Like I spent the last two and a half years doing this work and I spent the last like, you know, year and a half, the first year and a half going through that change of just like doubting myself, crying, like never seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And then like there becomes a shift that happens where you, where you just see like, it's just easier to be loving. It's easier to have gratitude. It's easier to have compassion. It's easier to see, um, the light in all things, even though it's really hard. Like it's hard. I wake up every day and I have to retell, like, retell myself that, you know, there is love in the world. There is light in the world. There is compassion in the world. And when you start, when you keep repeating those things to yourself, you actually see it. You see it in other people. And you, we, sometimes we have to remember that we have to pull it out of other people. It's our job sometimes to pull it out of other people because then they're going to give it back to us when we need it. When we're dark and we're cloudy, there's going to be that light in somebody else that's going to honor that. And they're going to accept you where you're at, but they're also going to try to pull you out. Yeah, I think I like I like the the analogy. Open the door. The individual yes. has to walk. Yep. And walk inside. I think as yoga teachers, we are there just to open the door. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yep. I think any good instructor who's there to push anybody in any way or any you know, it doesn't matter what modality, they're there to help them open the door in some capacity or another. Yeah, and that's really, and that's that's it really. Like you can leave people just hoping that you leave people seeing a little bit more opportunity in their life. You know, even if it's, even if, if, even if Rodney, you know, Rodney said it tonight, even if one person listened to this podcast and got something out of it, it's enough. It was worth doing it. If it's, versus if it was like 500, it doesn't matter the number, it just matters that you're helping somebody. Right, right. yeah. And I, I think, going back to some of this too is you know we get scared so we live like the ignorance and this bliss thing but the problem is living that ignorant is bliss life is you're numbing your ability to feel so once you actually open up to yourself into the love of the world into the love of the, the, the community that is around you it's like no turning back it, and it's so strong right it's yeah. just it's it, that, I think that's where I find my tears when I find them is because it's this overwhelming thing of like how much people care about me yeah mm-hmm. and like you almost I think I, I've, I've gone through little spurts in my life where I'm like I don't deserve that much love why are why is everybody yeah. so nice to me mm-hmm. and I make excuses why they like me oh I'm just the blonde hair tattooed guy at the yoga class yeah you know mm-hmm. oh I work at Lululemon or it was one of these things and that's why like I thought people liked me until I like you know and that was another stage I had to get through mm-hmm. you know like no people like me because I'm genuine or I'm right. sincere right I'm authentic yeah you know mm-hmm. um it, it, it's it's uh I mean, it's hard. I, I, I don't know. What would you give, like, if someone's ready to dive in, what would you say to them? What's coming to mind right now, even though even listening to you talk, Rodney, is, like, it's the peeling of the onion, right? Like, we, like, right now I'm 24 years old, and, and when I'm 34 years old, I'm still going to have layers to peel away. When I'm 44, I'm still going to have layers to peel away. When I'm 55, there's still going to be layers to keep pulling away. And that it's never going to stop. Like there's never going to be a time where you get to a place where you're fully, like, fully not learning, fully not progressing. And not that I'm saying that you're not trying to get to a place of contentment. Cause that's all we talk about in yoga, right? The eighth limit yoga is Samadhi, which is contentment, which is happiness and ease. But there's always going to be growing to do, you know, we always can do better, you know, and our best is always going to be our best in that moment. And if you're always leading from the most pure part of your heart, you're never going to be wrong. You know, so my best advice to people, I guess, would just to be, 
if you're always, like what I just said, if you're always leading from the most pure part of your soul and your heart and your body, and if it's landing in your bones and it's landing in your skin, and and if you're doing that, it's going to land in other people's bones and it's going to land in other people's skin and it's going to be true. And it's going to be true to other people if you're leading from your most why, right? Like I think of that word is, it's so important, that word why, because so many people, so many people live so with times. the what and the how, but it's not, it's not about those yeah. two things. It's about the why. And, you know, so my advice is, you know, just go after what you're most compassionate about, what you're most passionate about and, no, don't look back. You know, looking back is just taking like steps backwards, and we don't have time for that because there's. We've already been there. Right? Yeah, we've already been there. You, you can know, go. You can reverse your life, and I mean, why what, it has been like the yeah. theme lately on the podcast? <clears throat> last few we've done, yeah. we've got into like why, but like, and I can't, I can't stress it enough. You need yeah. a strong why, mm-hmm. but go it on, just becomes you. your motivator for. Yeah, the, once you know your motivator, your true motivator, then you're able to you're much more able never to give it up. Yeah. Motivators like money or just even just putting a roof over your family's head, right. that might not be enough. Right. There might there's there there might be something much deeper. When you find that deeper, that's when you really go for it, you know? Right. And that's what I feel like that's what happens in a lot of businesses, right? Like they want they want too much. Like we mm. don't like to we don't like to have what we have right now. We always want more and I think that can get us in a lot of trouble too. Like why do we need so much? Why can't we just why can't we be content, right? Why can't we be Living with ease, living with lightness. Hard, it's hard. I mean, I'm still working on Like, I mean, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm contradicting myself in ways, but I'm like, we're just being aware of, you know, like, we're just being aware. The more aware we can be, the the better off we can be, you know? Well, we're bombarded with shit, too. I mean, if you, I mean, like we talked about the news and stuff, you're just bombarded. You're not bar- bombarded with any good stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just bombarded with the negative stuff. That's what sell ads. Yeah. But if you do, you can actually do, look at the statistics of it. The earth is... It much safer than it's ever been, you know, according to the statistics. And there less crime. There's way more good things going on than crime. Than ever. There really is. Than ever. Than ever. ever. And we don't see ever. that because yeah. social media and the news just really, like, chooses to focus in on the bad so stuff. So it's not as the end of the world thing. It's not like things are as bad as you think they are. You know, right. this, this shit go, always happened. Yeah, go uh-huh. read, read you know? the shit about Genghis Khan, you know what I mean? Right, it always right. happened. Yeah. Like, much higher, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, just we know it happens all the time now. That's the thing. We just, everybody knows. Well, it's in our face 24 hours a yeah. day. Um, yeah. You know, it... it how long would have like the Las Vegas situation took to get to us if there was only right the one hour news at night like right. when we were kids right? right like we wouldn't have known about it but we knew about there was live feed live footage it was disgusting great yeah. as it was shit. happening like and like what is, I mean I just I mean I don't even mean to bring it up but I'm like I would not be taping it I would literally be running for my life so it makes you wonder like it's crazy like it just people are taping the event and I mean, it's nuts. The whole thing is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I get on the cons- I get these. I have to get rid of some of these feeds sometimes. I get all on these conspiracy. Yeah, I know because it's too much for your brain to handle. And they're right? like saying, "Well, this was set up by the government, or this was, right. you know." And it's just like you, it, we just don't have time for that, right? Like yeah. we just like we create all these stories, and there's like a thousand stories out there, and then we keep searching and searching and searching. And sometimes we have to just take a step back and realize that like we may never know. Yeah. Like we may never know what truly happened, and yeah, and it's just, it's scary though because like we it t- it takes you it takes you a long time to like put it aside, but like what can we really do to like make change and create you know global mm-hmm. awareness? And I think what it comes down to again is really just not using your like 
trying to do it all yourself, right? Create a vehicle that can enhance this and get right. and get and just create your path wider, right? So you can touch more people. Like how what's what does that look like? Like what if we like separated all of our our bullshit, separated our egos, and we came together as community? How many people could we really touch? That's my. That's where I'm living right, right now. Is like, what if like there's 70 yoga studios in Rochester? Like, what if every one of those yoga studios came together? It's crazy. They would touch a massive stuff. amount of people, right? Yeah. But then none of them are doing that. Right. But see, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I'm trying, and, right? Like, in, inevitably, like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Rochester is filled with all these little tribes and entities, and like. Anytime you get a congregation of people together, their vibration is higher and they can do right. more. And if you can get everyone in a tribe. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> funny. It's a great word, right? I know. You know, for that same cause, the, the vibrations of that, it, it's, you can't, it can't be stopped. Yeah. Because then that's when you create like so much change, economic change, global change, like whatever. It's unity. It's unity because without one another... We really are nothing, right? Like, we're just nothing without each other. We need each other. We can't do... I mean, you can do stuff without... You can do, you can do stuff on your own, but you can do way more stuff with more people and um, try. Yeah. yeah, a collective. I think that's huge. And I've, I mean, for me personally, like, I've, I've done businesses and stuff when I'm alone on an island, and it sucks. Like, I, I am personally miserable, miserable in those situations. I've been in them a few times in my life, and... I find in my life, I when I'm working with a team to do something for the greater good, like that's when I do work at night when I'm not getting paid. That's yeah. when I'm like I'm yeah. like getting creative. That's when I'm inspired, right? Um, and that's a, uh, when I when I talk to other people and we talk about goals and different things. Like I always like to bring that scenario. Like if you had a magic wand, like and you could have the things you wanted, what would you want? Like, what would you do with your life if you didn't have to pay bills? Mm-hmm. And then you go to the whys. And then... Yeah, the whys come out. And I also love, like, you know, if, <clears throat> if... What do you do? What do you do that makes you forget to eat? Love those questions, too. Like, you know, yeah. what... Like, you know, because, like, when you get to that yeah. place, too, yeah. that means you're just not thinking about anything else. You're literally living in the present. You're doing the things that really fulfill you. And, you know, like, what, like when, when you are alone, you know... And you can you imagine that there was, like, eyeballs on the ceiling, on the sides of the walls, on the bottoms of the floor, and... You were always being watched. Like, would we show up differently, right? Like, would we show up in a different way if we were always being watched? And when you're in your room at night alone and no one's watching, like, what are you doing? How are you talking? Um, If the words, if the words you spoke were actually shown on your skin, would we, would we all be beautiful people, Rodney? Hmm. Steve, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I think about some of the shit that I think about sometimes, and I have to catch myself. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be like that. I want to be, I want to be more. Lovable. I want to be more supportive. I want to be a bigger. I want to be. I want to be part of the bigger. The bigger picture, right? It is the monkey mind, right? It's the ebb and the flow of life, right? Yeah, we get stuck. Like, well, well, I think people start to think that what they think is them, right? Like Mm -hmm. this, these thoughts, and 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 it's not at all. I think it was one of my biggest epiphanies in my life. Is like. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person's lying to me because I'm thinking they're lying. Now I'm thinking they're lying. They're lying to me, you know. And, assumptions. And I, then I'm now I'm, this person's a liar. And I'm, and like, and then I'm going to tell this person that they're a liar. Like, and, and that creates the triangle, the drama triangle, right? Yeah, it creates stories, and then you know, it, it's it's a completely worthless way of of taking care of kind of anything. Um, but I really like what you're doing, Rocco, and I think it's. Uh, 
it's inspiring for me being an older guy and seeing a young guy that just is like, you're just fucking doing it, right? And <laughs> it's pretty. Best time. It's, it's like, it's cool. And that, like, you know, owning my own business in the past, like, you know, there's always that, like, and you hear it in fitness, and I'm sure Steve here, it's like, I'm gonna come to your gym when I'm ready. Right. I'm gonna get ready first. Mm-hmm. And like, you're never fucking ready. Never. You're never fucking ready. So just go do it. And, uh, so tell us about the Africa Yoga Project. Yeah, so like, that how is... Did you, how did you kind of stumble upon them? Oh, yeah. So I, I, this is an amazing story, actually. So I've heard the Africa Yoga Project is a Baptiste event. You know, it's a, not an event. It's, a, it's a, you know, a part of it. And I've heard about it in the past like, two and a half years a lot. And I was actually in Connecticut this past July for my birthday to see Trevor Hall perform. And while I was there, I ended up taking a free class with um, Connecticut Power Yoga, which is also a Baptiste affiliate studio. And it was outside. And I met a guy in the back row of that class. His name was Chesley. And he created Camp Yoga. It's this huge, you know, yoga project that's, you know, created um, camp for adults pretty much. And they go and they have this fun weekend. And he told me to like, I told him what I was up to and what I wanted to do. And he was like, you need to go home and you need to get like just specific about your goals and what your vision looks like. And you know, I kind of did that. And, you know, Tribe, how the name came about was, you know, I, was in, I was in Shavasana and then everyone told me that like, it's, gonna, it's just going to come to you. And I was like doubting it. And the word popped up and all five of those letters came to my mind in, a, in an instant. And then I was like, I need to do this. I need to raise money for Africa. And um, the founder of Africa Yoga Project is Paige Ellison. And she was on a safari with her family. And she saw a bunch of Kenyans doing acro and, you know, yoga outside in the, outside the safari truck so she was like I need to get out and see these people and her family was like Paige you're not getting off the safari truck and she was like no I need to she got off and she you know, put her hands on the, the ground and she got into a handstand and these people were like <laughs> in love with her and they were called the ghetto girls and she came home and she um, these these ghetto girls were reaching out to her trying to get her back to Africa and she her heart was saying yes and her mind was saying no so she, you know, approached Baron Baptiste and, you know, they came, they came up with the Africa Yoga Project and it's been a foundation that's been supporting the wellness industry in Africa. So the wellness industry in the United States is a $3.7 trillion market and they are using that market to create global change in, in and around Africa, but around the entire world because they have people like, you know, like me who are stepping up and raising money for this organization, who are passing on the word, who are really, you know, creating global change rather than just like change in Africa. And, you know, my, what they're doing is they've created a place where they've trained over 200, 200 teachers for 200 hour teacher training. And these teachers are teaching over 300 community classes in and around Africa at, I believe, 13 different studios in eight different countries in Africa. So they are teaching, you know, they're creating the path of more more acceptance and more love for these people, right? Because a lot of these teachers have stories around, you know, being runaways from their family, being raped by their fathers, by their uncles, by their families, and they're like, they're being beaten, and then they leave, and they run away for years and years and years, and they steal, and they, you know, they do awful things because they need to survive, right? They're not doing awful things because they want to. They want to survive. So um, a lot of these people have found the Africa Yoga Project just by running away, and I think it just it's just it touches my heart and it speaks directly to my soul that I need to be doing this. I need to be raising money for them. And um, these kids are now having schools. They are now getting education. They are now walking paths that are lighter and easier. And I think a lot of that stems from our childhood. I think people do a lot of these tragic things because they don't have good 
grown like paths to live, right? They don't get, they don't have good foundations with their parents or good foundations with people to raise them and show them the right way. So I don't want to just help Africa, but I want to use this as a creation to come home to the, to the United States and shift communities, shift the world through kids. And it starts with kids, right? Like the generations that are going to keep our world going are the kids that are coming up. And I certainly don't want, you know, the world to change because kids are just not being raised the right way. I think everyone deserves a chance of love and I, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, that's my why. So I I think that's, that's awesome. And then allowing those kids to get the confidence to follow the steps and do what they want to do. Right. That's huge. When you, man, damn throat. Yeah. Um, when you have shitty parents, which most of us do or are not the best upbringings ever, it's, uh, It, it's really hard to move forward and have the confidence that you need to have to do to do what it is you're meant to do in this world. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm like, it helps is huge. Helping is huge. Right. Having kids too. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, ideally, as a parent, you want to. I want to leave this world knowing that my kids have a better world, and their kids have a better world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's ultimate like selflessness. Mm-hmm. I think it's the word that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about like you're planning this yoga festival. What are some struggles and stuff you've gone through in the whole process? Um, I actually don't like to look at any of it as a struggle, to be honest. But it's all it's new to me. All of it. I mean, from mm-hmm. the business side of it to the marketing side of it, like. Everything that I'm doing is, it's I'm stepping into new territory altogether. But I'm so grateful for it. You know, you guys, it's been the most uplifting experience for me because I'm I'm just learning so much, right? I'm growing, I'm educating myself, and I I and I love the struggle. You know, I, I said I didn't like love that word, but I love being in like the uh, the work, the grunt of all of it, right? Like the the underdog. You know, I kind of love that. I love being like the person that or like up to something that everyone thinks like oh I like that's not a good idea or like oh like that's really challenging and I don't think any of it's challenging for me because I'm loving all of it I'm loving yes. doing all of it and it's, we do it's fun love comes with ease yeah right. I think uh, well just how you talked about like your own personal practice right like it, it, it was a struggle and there was resistance and I'm sure in similar ways it, those things that were coming up in your yoga practice in the beginning yeah. are more than likely coming up in doing this, right? Totally. Every time we take another step into something new, it's not like these things go away. No. They just get shined on you again. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, that insecurity, you're back. Hello. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I love that you talked about that because I've definitely had those moments of like doubting myself, doubting my path and I still do it. You know, every day I wake up and I'm like, Am I going to have enough people there? Like, am I doing enough for the people? Am I, you know, offering enough services? You know, like, and even probably the day of the event, I'm sure I'm going to be crazy, not crazy, but I'm probably going to look back and be like, I shouldn't have had to worry so much. Like everything went exactly how it was supposed to. Because it's going to be, again, it's going to happen on October 22nd and it's going to be exactly what it is, right? I can't change it. I can't be... I can't look back and like I don't want to regret anything, so I'm just like it is what it is, right? Just, it's gonna yeah, be exactly you, how it needs to be. If you learn from it, if you look, if you can learn from it, you never. There's not a regret. 
Right. You, if you're if you're a better person because of it, there's no regret. You know. Love that. It's, all, it's almost <laughs> like it's like it reminds me of a, a mar- like a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like you spend all this time planning. And oh yeah. Planning a wedding, and then the wedding is over so freaking fast. So fast. fast. Like, you close your eyes and you're done. And you're like, we spent the last six months planning. Yeah. Some people freaking do it for three years. Yeah, the Dad. details too, like. You know, shit like, like what like, napkin you're gonna yeah, use, or like and, I know and food and knees and that, and then like, like it's hard to even remember because it goes so quick. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, but, um, I think it's amazing. I, uh, I, I've so with me and my yoga practices, like I have never claimed, kind of, one studio mind. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes I feel alone in an island doing this because I came in in a unique way. I worked for a company that would cover me to go to yoga classes. So I found amazing teachers at every studio. Yeah. And I would like little bits and pieces of each of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since I stopped working for that company, it's like, it's been a struggle because it's like, when you start practicing four or five times a week and you're paying drop-ins, yeah. you know, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, where's my money? Right. Uh, you know? Um, but that unity of collecting everybody together and all under one roof for one day and getting like, I mean, you have a pretty, um, awesome lineup, mm-hmm. I would say, um, who, why don't you talk about who you have? Yeah. So actually um, the, the first class of the day is being taught by, um, I don't know if it's one or two teachers, but they're actually coming directly from Africa. So awesome. um, they have a tour called the Handstands Happiness and Hugs Tour, and I, you know, I have connected yeah. with them. Yeah, I know I love it. Handstands mm-hmm. Happiness and Hugs. Um, they call it the HHH Rose. tour, and <laughs> and so I thought it would be a great idea so to can like. Hug you, Steve. Oh yeah, you can all hug later. No, <laughs> um, but uh, it'll make it more interesting if we all hug them. Lips. It probably would be. It would be yeah. a good. It would be a good thing. But um, <laughs> I uh, I have them coming up, and I think I just I wanted to bring them because I think um, having someone directly from the heart of like what's being done in Africa and what people have been through, I think it's just amazing that people can um, embody that and have these people who are so grateful. Like that's the word that I think of. They are just so happy to be teaching yoga. So I'm excited to have them up here. And then the um, your second teacher is Sarah Webb. She's um, from Balance um, Fitness in Webster. She's yeah, yeah she's amazing. She's incredible. So, um, in your third teacher is Leslie. Her, la- you know how I say her last name? I always forget. No, she was at uh, um, Steve and I were doing yeah. course. Yeah, Leslie. Leslie. She's yeah, amazing, yeah. though. I, I mean, at, uh, Tracy's. She's all about you know alignment school. and sports medicine yeah. and really just yeah, like helping like the she athletes. Stuff with the colleges, right? Yeah, yeah. I, she does a lot She's with like, Midtown, Midtown as well. Yeah. Um, Tune Yoga. She owns Tune Yoga. Um, and then I have Nicole Milano, who is a Baptiste certified teacher, who actually is a mentor with the Africa Yoga Project. So she's raised over, I think, I want to say two or three thousand dollars for them in the past um, two years, and then the last teacher is Amy Connors, and she's from Midtown True Yoga and Yoga Vibe, and she is the most like I love Amy. She's gentle, she's soft, but she's has so much knowledge about her. She's like a she's like the guru guru herself, right? She's like a little. Buddha in a way she just knows so yeah. much she's incredible yeah. you know you take you've trained she did your teacher training right yeah yeah I think I mean uh, she, she's like that icing of the cake yeah like, she is yeah, this you is know? gonna be something good yep you know you put those together and all those people they're all great and then Amy's like that that's that awesome icing that just makes it like right. so awesome she uh, you know I can't speak I can't speak any like 
I don't even know I like what else I could say about her other than like anytime I have a question or anything and I go to her like she doesn't even give me the answer but she gives me the answer in these wild unique ways I love that like like, that get me to think and I'm like you know like this week I asked her about like flip dog and foot positions and stuff and she didn't just give me the answer she got on her mat she showed me she showed me the progression of where it goes to why you should do it this way and and, and you know everything about it rather than like no, you just do it, da, 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 da. You know, it's like, no, let me really get you. And then she even noticed that I wasn't understanding it. So she explained it in a different way. Amazing. To get me to understand that's what a, she was That's saying. a really good leader, yeah. though, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, but I mean, all of them. Uh, Leslie, I remember taking her class once, and she uh, she pulled me out of the crowd into the, like, Demino war- Warrior 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. They're pulling me up front. <laughs> pulling me up front. <laughs> but... Uh, I was pretty, she, and she had me jump right into Warrior Two, like standing straight, and then she jump into it. Cool. And it was it was pretty cool, but I was I was excited because I, I wasn't my Warrior Two wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I think, and and that's the thing is 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 people are gonna leave this with so much knowledge. Right. Um, and it's not gonna be just like five power vinyasa classes right? right and I don't even I, I, they have so much permission to do whatever they want to Rodney doesn't even like if if you know if Leslie wants to break out her like you know her her skeleton and her like alignment piece like she totally like has full like power to do that and if someone wants to you know do like a workshop based class like, I'm totally like open to that That's I want right. this to be I want this to be a place where people feel like they can really tap into something new and they can shift some stuck energy right and then leave this festival feeling like well, I can create change. I can be part of something bigger than my, like, my ego or, like, you know, the things that I tell myself. And, um, you know, there's going to be vendors there. There's going to be – there's people sponsoring the event. There's going to be selling auction items. There's going to be, oh, cool. you know, food. Um, I'm Like, with ticket sales, like, when you buy a ticket, there's you, you will get fed. You don't have to buy food. But, you know, there's going to be amazing things there. Um, there's going to – I'm trying to get, you know, a DJ there right now. And I just want to create a fun, fun day for people to come and create just, you know, global just connection. with other yogis, I think. It's right. just, like, you know, if you're just a yogi and, like, you want to meet other people that are like you – you know, and like this common theme that mm-hmm. we're talking about of love and connection and stuff. This is like a place to go do that. Right. right? Um, Cause it's great exposure for, again, what we were talking about before, why can't everybody just work together, you know, so together, it's a great yeah. exposure for everybody too. It's right. I think that's great. I, I, I you know, I am really excited to talk to you after it's done and just like, See how you feel. Yeah, I need yeah. to go I'm to excited. this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going I to hope this. I see you. You know, you, are you going? Yeah, awesome. I took off today. Do you tell you nice? It's a Sunday, so you know yeah. you might miss your football, but I'm not a football person. Me neither. So I don't watch football. You know, when I go to like Wanderlust or I go to other like yoga type festivals, um, I always leave with this fucking feeling that like. It's it's hard to explain, but you just feel like so connected. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I go to Wanderlust like last year. Like, it, I've gone twice now, and the, the the first time was completely different than the second time. But I always like take unique, weird classes. I don't go and try to the practice what I practice back here, mm-hmm. like and the stuff I can get here. I always try to get that different thing. I think people 
in their regular practice, in their daily lives, they don't necessarily go off the cusp of that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this allows a great opportunity for people to like check a different type of yoga or a different type of teacher they Absolutely. normally wouldn't get to see without having to like commit to a membership at another place or right. like even yeah. try to figure out who at these other places are good or not. Like right. you're, you're, you're actually getting exposed to a bunch of different type of stuff yep. all in one roof. Yep. So I think that's, so, that's, that's awesome. awesome. It's going to be, I'm excited. Yeah. I got to talk to the boss. Yeah. You know, get it yeah. off. <laughs> So you're also going to cosmetology school. Yeah, so I'm yeah. yeah, so I'm in I'm in esthetician school, so I'm learning about, you know, makeup, skincare and waxing, but I'm halfway done with that. So I oh it's funny about all of this. I didn't plan it I mean, we never planned things for our life, but it all happened all together, so I mean, like all of this happened like at the same time. I started school July thirty first. I started playing the festival sh- like really shortly after that and you know, I I'm gonna look back probably and like just you know love the experience that had happened, right? I sometimes I feel say what was I thinking? What was I thinking? And like how did I get all that shit done? Because I get you know I'm getting four hours of sleep sometimes and I'm like staying up really late. But like I said, I love the I love the struggle. I love the grunt work and you know it's like it's. If, I mean, I love the quote of, um, like, no one else is going to do it for you. Like, no one else is going to stand in your own feet and do it. So sometimes you just have to do it. You know, like, even this podcast tonight, like, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. But, like, there was no one else that was going to come drive my car, walk in Rodney's, like, you know, house and do this podcast. It was like, I just had to show up and I had to do it and yeah. get over the fear, get over the hump and, you know, just get over all the worries. It's funny, yeah, it does that, and like and when Steve and I first did the first one, we were both so nervous. We were just like, like uh, oh, "What uh, do we do?" <laughs> but then you just get talking, and it's, yeah. it's it's like totally. what we do here. I think in this this podcast is is is, is just basically have a conversation. That's just it. Like that's we it. Were having coffee, yeah, in yeah. a coffee shop, and try to make it as authentic as possible. Yeah, we're not trying to put on masks or facades of who we are. We're just right. like trying to expose. What in a similar way, like there's so many good trainers. There's so much physicalness and positivity going on in Rochester, mm-hmm. and no, like who's connecting it? Right. Who knows? Like, because you know, people on the east side don't know the people on the west side. No, I'm not going to go past the Jenny. Like, I'm right. going to do this, right. but like. you might find that place that might inspire you to kind of lead you in the direction you want your life to go right just by like going and hearing something from somebody on a show or or like this totally or going to a festival um it's yeah you might have because you might go to like the shittiest studio on the block or have not the best instructor in the world and if you don't have the capability of of not only knowing where the other studios are but maybe having like people at the studio that that own that studio or talk about that or say well if you don't have a great experience here check this place i heard this is good too and then start to be able to support each other right. in that way and and yeah. it's, it's hard to report each other in that way would be awesome you know but that's I've because I've actually done that a couple times. I've had a, a, a in New York. I haven't done it in Rochester, but when I was in New York, I had um, clients that I had for a really long time, and a couple of them were just it was just getting stale. It was just getting you know this is not working anymore. And I referred them to another trainer in right. another place right. that I knew was really good because I knew they were going to get much more benefit out of. And the last thing I wanted them to do was stop 
exercise and have stopped. Doing right. It. I mean, it just comes back to like the the saying of like when something serves you, and it's like when it when you, when you leave something, when you leave a relationship or a career or whatever it is, like a new workout plan, a new diet, like whatever. Like once you leave it, it's just it served its purpose, right? It served what it's meant to do for you at that time and at that place, and there's no hard feelings, right? It's just served mm-hmm. its purpose. You've served your purpose in someone's life, or you know that like gym served its purpose for you right now, and. There's just, we all grow and we all develop out of those and we all move into something new and there's nothing wrong with that. We just, we do, we have attachments though and those attachments can cause us to hold on. We love the holding on. We don't like to let go, but the habit is, you know, hanging on and the the habit is hanging on and the, what is it? You know that saying? I don't know what you're saying. Um, (laughs) But I think, I think. No, no, I mean, I have a quote. I still remember. Surrendering, right? Why? Like, I always. Why is it so hard just to surrender? Because you yeah. think you're just surrendering, you're right? Like you're saying, I'm not fighting. Yeah. But like, we have that instincts that inside is like, I want to fight. Yeah. I want to argue. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing that holds us back sometimes when we just like, okay, like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, my this job is over, or mm-hmm. this relationship is over, or this relationship with food is over. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and just like kind of like, okay, it's over, you know, but we like want to like harp and think over it constantly. Right. Just to, like, and it almost creates that infatuation with that holding on even greater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, um, that quote was actually like the habit is hanging on and the practice is letting go. Right. So that was what I was trying to say. You know, oh, you know, yeah. So we, it's yeah, good. I've, I've um, heard that one before. It's like a Buddhist old Yeah, I, it is. They, they say it in, they say it in class a lot, but. Nice. That's so true, though. It is very true. So, what are your dreams? Like, okay, so we know what you're going to do now. We know where you, what where you came from. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on now. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? So, I mean, my I so I envision my next like five, ten years of my life to really hone into. Uh, like getting clear and specific on, on those goals, right? Like the, why I'm going to Africa, why I'm doing the things that I'm doing right now are leading me into my bigger my bigger picture of my causes, right? And I want to, you know, like I said earlier, create a create an environment where I can create structure with kids and have, um, like right now we have a huge mindfulness thing happening in the Webster community and only in the Webster community. It's nowhere else. And I want to see that whole mindfulness with kids and, you know, developing them a little bit, not differently, I want to say, but just with a little bit more, with more tools, right? I see um, that blowing up in the next five, 10 years to really have kids have tools to, you know, move them through their life, move them through their struggles. And I didn't have a bad childhood, but one thing I do feel like I didn't have was a place to really talk to someone, you know, about like my feelings about growing up or it's a lot growing up and you're getting, you're getting asked all these questions about what you want to do for the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of shit that's going on, you know, when, in those moments and it's like, you know, who's really, they're telling you that you need to find what your, you know, your calling is, but who's actually helping you? Who's actually sitting down to really like teach you more about like life than like math and like, I get all that shit's important, but like, we got to get to the heart of or all of it. How do you figure it out, right? Like, right, not just people, telling you. I think you see a lot of parents, especially like in the sports, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they live like through their children. They, totally. They uh, they are finding satisfaction in their life by their son's football, right? And I think it's if we could teach kids to just kind of like search for what it is they like. Right? Like, where do you find joy? Instead of, like, you know, you're going to go to law school, you know. Um, right. 
you know, because it pays a lot. So we're like, it's this, this stuff that gets ingrained in our soul at a young age. Like, Oh, we have to make a lot of money. Yeah. It just becomes about money then. And then it's never about like the feelings inside of us. You gotta be popular. Yeah. You you gotta have lots of friends. And I'm sure even nowadays, like how many Facebook friends do you have? Right. Totally. It's probably Uh, crazy. Pressure is probably on way more got 35 likes on that picture. And they got two. You know what I mean? Like that's like comparing. Yeah. knows it. Yeah, but that's the problem, right? We look for satisfaction within Facebook likes. It's yeah, nice. everything. You know? Know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we talked about the endorphin kick hit that hits every single time you see that screen pop up or that. Yeah. Um, it's 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 crazy what it does chemically to our brains. Just that little like. It's thing. like oh, it's like a little like game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, like yeah. Bite. Oh, uh-huh. all the Let time. Let me go check my Facebook. It's gonna yeah. make me feel a little better because people I like know. my post. But then if yeah. no one like my post, it's like that instant gratification, gratification, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes ridiculous. you like feel like there's uh, some kind of revelant, uh, you revelant, you know. Um, yeah. And then I wonder, like, like you know, like Sadie, a lady, like she, she doesn't even really go on social media. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Wow. She I just would love refuses that. to like partake. But then you I see know. the benefits of it too. Like I, I think for in, in a way, like one being in the military before and like just leaving, I never thought I was going to talk to any of these guys again. And right. Like saying, no, I'm connected with people that like. I knew a long time ago and it's pretty cool and that I like cool. the documentation it's it is sent a journal you know I always thought like, I wonder what you guys feel on this but like when we are dead and gone like what is our Facebook profile how what is that going to portray of you in totally. your life right. right like and like you cause I'm sure you guys have people on your feeds that are like like you know always bitching they're always doing bad things and you got people yeah. preaching like me and Rocco we're just supposed to talk about love right <laughs> you know like but like what are we going to be defined by our Facebook profile is is that even us is that the perception right. we're putting out to the you know the Facebook world of who we actually are or is that who we want to be yeah I mean I think it's what we hide behind I think that's just who we hide behind because that's when everybody gets to be the biggest assholes possible because they don't have to deal with that person in their face or knowing exactly who they are and I don't know I think it's I think it's ridiculous cra- crazy that you they can just that it brings the worst out of people in that sense so obviously there's something deep down inside that they're not dealing with uh, well people you're saying people that are aggressive on Facebook correct yeah. But what about like I'm just saying in general like is who how we post and how we do that is that even us like, right. you know, I think, like, I mean, I think what it comes down to as well yeah. is like, it, 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 the truth is always going to land within us. You know, yeah. I mean, we can, some people are really, it's intuition too. Like some people are really good at telling if someone's being fake or if someone's lying or if someone's not being truthful. And I think if just brings you back to your, like your, your why again, right? Like if you're leading from the most pure part of your heart, you can't be wrong. And people are going right. to see that. People are going to f- feel that. And whether you believe it or not, it's not up to me to tell you. It's not up to me. It's to to make you believe that because it's like yeah. it's like I see how I, and so many people that have been through this like journey can live with ease and lightness. And then you can see the people that like live with so much physical stress. And it's like, what do you want? Do you want that physical stress and that like like that like thing over your body that's like pulling you down? Or do you want to feel free? And I feel like the more free you feel, and the more the more free you can make other people feel. That's when you know you're you're doing it right, and you know like whether like if don't don't get into the place of like whether people are judging you for posting what you're posting. If it feels right, 
Just post it. Yeah. And well, it, it doesn't guess, matter. What is that? That is, that is looking outward. Yeah. And just looking outward, right? Like, yeah. You see the Facebook world as you are. Totally. Right? Totally. Like, you know, I, I, I sometimes like, and I think like with me, right? Sometimes who I am is different from day to day. It's always different. Oh yeah. Like yeah. who I will be tomorrow is different than who I am today. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when I'm not at like my highest self, I think that's is, is recognizing like we are our highest self, but we are our lowest self. We are yeah. both these characters. Yes. Right. And we're not, we're not like, you know, we portray ourselves this way or whatever. And that's who we want to be. But sometimes we're down here and we're mm-hmm. like that person. Yep. Um, and how I look at it, like I, I get, why didn't so-and-so that like I see that I saw they were posting something and they didn't like my post. You know, or, or, oh, Steve's on vacation again, you know, lucky Steve, instead of like, (laughs) instead of like, oh, great, Steve got a, got a chance to go away, right? And like, he's Mm going to, he's going to get to unwind and he's on vacation and he's going to come back so fresh and the podcast is going to be so good. Yep. You know, like, it's it's a perspective, right? Is it, then the perspective is everything. You have a good perspective on things, you're going to have a pretty damn good life, even when the hardships happen the people die around us that you know things like that we're we're still gonna see the good in it and see like well that person's on to their next life or going to a better place or however you want to look at it and it's it's freaking everything's I okay. mean it's I think it just comes back again to like with what you want to really like have and feel right like you can stay in the judgment of all of it but then like what comes along with judgment is just more physical stress in our body which creates more stiffness more soreness more stuck energy or you can just live in a place of like you see people as who they are and like so what i love that mantra it's kind of a really big one in my life so what like so what that person did that so what i woke up late so what i like you can get a little harsh or a little bit like tragic. Like so, what I had a death in the family. Like you gotta get like you gotta get past some of this stuff, and like got you gotta like move on in a way. And like we can stay stay miserable. Like right now I'm in yeah. school right now, and it's like I I kind of like hate being in school sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm not used to being around so much negative energy. It's These girls are catty, and I don't like to use that word either. But they're full of like, everyone's doing the gossip triangle, and I'm like I'm watching it happen, <laughs> and I'm like, and then everyone's like, will you be my life coach? And I'm like, because I'm just coaching people, because I'm like, what well, you guys are living crazy. Like there's stress <laughs> there, there's stress there, there's craziness happening all around because you guys are all creating this mess. You guys are all creating stories, and I'm yeah. like I like my my, te- my teacher's like you're amazing. Can you talk to me all the time? And I'm like, I'm like, I love that she says that because I'm like thankful that all this shit's working, right? And I'm like, I can see it. And I'm like, people are just creating their own drama. I feel that. And we just gotta like, we can be coaches and like just help stop it and squash it. And then you watch it, you watch ease happen. And I I want ease in my life. So if I can create ease for people around me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to share it. And I think we can just share, you know, vulnerability is a big thing. And talking about stuff and sharing stuff is the most important thing we can do. I, that, that is very similar to me. I, I, for some reason, people fall on my lap that are totally in some points of chaos or whatever. Yeah. I'm having coffee with someone. <laughs> yes, I find myself with And what I've found, <laughs> like, dealing with anybody that's kind of, you know, and dealing with myself mm-hmm. in it, but it, it's, it's always like, am I asking them the right questions? Yeah. Because I could tell somebody what to do. Like yeah. I could see, I could look at what you're saying and, and, and I could have a, like an opinion of how I think you should take your life. Right. Like I can have that opinion, but 
ultimately is like asking them where and what they want to do and where they're at and asking the right questions so they start to realize if they already have it inside what it is that's keeping them stuck yeah you know you're more of a guide right you're just guiding people and you know and for me I always go back to present moment like that's where I like like at the, at the end of the day, all we have is the present moment. So what all can you have. do to like this future shit? Like that's something we keep on worrying about, but we're yeah. never gonna be there. Yeah, you're never gonna be there. Never. And I think it's I, I love the present moment because you can you can actually make people laugh. I was I was so caught up the other morning and I was teaching at five forty five a.m. We were walking out at like seven oh five, and one of the students was walking out with me, and she was like, how's everything going? And I like I just kind of got crazy for a moment. I was like, I'm so stressed, blah blah blah. And then she was like, Rocco. We are walking to your car right now, talking. Mm-hmm. You are talking to Michelle, and I was like, oh, it's like you're so fucking right. I'm like, this is what I'm doing right now. And then like, when I get in my car, I'm like, now I'm sitting in my car, now I'm driving home, and I'm like, now what? Now I'm walking into my house, I'm unlocking my door, now I'm gonna eat. Like that's how I'm trying to live my life now. It's like one step at a time instead of being like, holy shit, I have 10,000 things to do today. And it's like, no, I, I just got up, I'm gonna shower. Now what am I going to do? I just showered, Rocco. What do you want to do now? I want to eat breakfast. Great. Now what do you want to do? You have to be in school in an hour. You know what I mean? That's how I'm living my life now. And it's actually like, yeah, I have a planner. Yeah, I organize my life. But I'm like, if it's not written down and it's not important and it's not part of my day, I'm not letting it bother me anymore. And I'm just walking like one thing at a time. I think that's, that's fantastic. I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Like I think when I start to get overwhelmed and I find that overwhelming in my life, you know, it's it's... I do similar things. I'm like, what do I got to do today? Mm-hmm. Let's just worry about today. Right. That's all I got to worry about. Like, yeah, like what I have to get done at the end of the week or even at the end of the month, when I start taking like all this stuff, like it, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. What that, was like, that? What was that quote you said by Tony Robbins when I came in about like, you know, what you can accomplish in a year? Or, like, oh yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Like people, uh, overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and mm-hmm. underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Right. So if you took one thing at a time and you just like at the end of 10 years, you reevaluated, I'm sure most people would be like, holy shit, I'm yeah. really proud of myself. But then we never yeah. think we're enough. Yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah. Finding that contentment in ourselves um, to believe that we're enough is, is the ultimate, right? Um, I don't know... Even people that say they feel like they're enough, I take that. I, I don't even like. No enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if they believe that either. I know. I think they just say it because it's like, uh, you know, they're. Because once they tr- say it, they can believe it. it. Right? Yeah. They're trying to project it. Like, like if I keep on saying it, I will be enough. So I'm just going to keep on saying I'm enough. And then when they say it, like, yeah. what's, what's really behind that, too, right? Like, what can you get out of people? Yeah. It's funny. It's amazing but what people. I, I can honestly say, like, when I tell people and they ask me how I'm doing and I'm like I love my life like I yeah. love my life and totally. I have found contentment like if my life like the way it is right now continued I, I would be completely fine like mm-hmm. you know with a few like little ups and downs here and there mm-hmm. and, yep. and like but if it like as far as the way it goes I have the things I need right you know in the, that's such a rewarding feeling and getting people to understand that like I like you have connection and love. You have careers that you enjoy mm-hmm. and you want to be in. And you have great community around you and people around you. You know, and you're inspiring. You're doing these little things. You know, like I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing certain things here and there right. and teaching yoga. And I feel like I'm making a difference. It's all awesome. Yeah. I love my life. Totally. 
I know it can be much bigger. It could be no. bigger, but it doesn't need to be bigger, right? Because yeah. what does bigger present? Bigger just presents more drama, right? Like, the, the more you're out in the field, the more you're out in the public eye, the more you have room for people to talk shit about you and then, like, talk about you like you're God, too, right? Because you're always going to have both ends of it. And it's like, you could let it all go. It, and I think, I think where I go from that, though, like, when I, when I tell people that, they look at me funny. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm like, yeah, seriously, I love my life. It's great. And they're like, okay, cool. He yeah. loves his life. But I'm like... I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it. Really have a cool life. You know? I love it. I love but it. But that brings up something too. Like I mean, so we're both men in the yoga industry, and it's mainly women for the most part. Um, and I'm sure, like, it, it's it's one of those things. Like we stick out somewhat, like a sore thumb. Yep. Being a I kind of love it though. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but that's how it was Pilates too. I mean, it's like the I'm still the majority of it is women, and um, when I first started taking it 12, 13 years ago, more than that actually. Uh, I was always the only guy in the class. Totally, and it's like awesome. I just want to throw that out there, but I think it's amazing that like yoga started in India with all men. <laughs> That's it was yeah. all men. Joe, it was a very physical practice. A guy. Yeah, I'm mean, so fly the same thing by a man, <laughs> and then now like it's just been it's been westernized so much, right? It's yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that because I think um, we can get so caught up in that too. But like the more people doing yoga, the more people moving their bodies is so much better than like staying not doing any of that so whether it's been westernized or not but yoga was a male a very very you know strictly a male activity when it first came out I I definitely had insecurities at the fact that like being a straight male at a yoga class like people would think I'm a pervert right totally you know that was like something like oh he must be he must be like creepy yeah he's a creepy Rodney (laughs) totally right but that's like a thing that we gotta get over so I had no one in front of me like that's why I still to this day like try to practice in the front because I didn't want to close your eyes the whole class and that's what would happen, right? I would just, like, close my eyes. And then that's where the, the evolution would start. You know, it's right? so amazing about the whole story, though, Rodney, is that, like, how many, I'm so close to so many women, too, right? And, you know, so many so many women are like, did you see that guy in class? He was so hot. You know, he couldn't wait till you got the shirt off. Like, so, so women are, like, so, like... Their, their minds are going the complete opposite usually of what we think you know what I mean like I am a gay oh, male but like you know I am like a little bit different than you but it's amazing you know what I mean like our, our our stories are usually not the ones being projected by other people you know they're usually <laughs> quite opposite <laughs> it's amazing well it, being in the relationship I am I'm starting to realize um, you know a lot of things like I think I would project women as being like this, this this savior of like nice and grace and all this stuff and then, like, in my relationship you know I've, I've, I've learned like how sexual women can actually be totally it's like, it's like whoa really you feel like that nice but it was just like, no, it was, it's, it's like very open right we yeah. talk about all these things like in in past relationships in my yeah, life like good. it's like even to try to like tickle the t- subject it was always taboo. Right. So it was like, oh, okay, we're not going to talk about that. So in this one, we talk about everything. And it's better to talk about everything because there's no secrets. Yeah. It's like... You, you know, might find things you guys want to do that you didn't think either one of you wanted to do and you go do. All right, Steve. Yeah. Steve's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the best, that'd be no. the best part, you know? Yeah. Well, best. Well, right. Having, more having, more having adventures. partner, yeah. though, in that, those yeah. adventures in, like, right. exploring exactly. these things, like, I think is, is huge. You know, like, 
how many times have you like in past relationships where I'm like even if I had this idea of like us doing something like I wouldn't bring it up because I was too scared right right now it's like what do you think of this what do you think of that and it's just common conversation right yeah. it's not even in like there, I think in any kind of relationship and what I've learned throughout my relationships like in my relationship failures is that like the sooner we can dump our shit about who we are in front of the person and say, this is it. This is my shit. This is what you're right? getting. Yeah. Like, like I, like I do this and I'm like this and like, that's my shit. And like, I'm giving it to, you know, I'm in debt. Like I, I have, I, I, you know, I snore or I, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and I raid the fridge and I, or I hide and eat pizza in the bathroom in the dark. You know, like, I mean, I love that. I do know, that too. I'm just saying, like, I'm, just, I'm kind of just opening my closet here. But, yeah, you know, I, mean. like, I think the sooner we can do this in our relationships and our lives, the sooner we can be authentic. Yeah. Then we can be who we really are. But if yeah. we're like trying to constantly hide and then this thing comes out and you're like, wow. Oh, like, I don't want wait, that that's to happen the though, right? You? Yeah. You know, that's who like, you really are. Yeah. Like, this whole world of like Tinder, right? Like, we're, we're looking at pictures, we're swiping right and left, and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, boy meets girl, or boy meets boy, or girl meets girl, whatever, and they portray themselves in their way they think the other person wants them to be. Yep. Yeah. No, we're not, but yeah, it's just, and then it's a cycle of, like, you know, awful, awful shit, right? So it's like so. two characters that are portraying themselves in ways they like each other, but Char- those characters yeah. are completely different. Yeah. Right. And then what's left? They're really, yeah. Yeah, and then those two people may be like, oh. This is not what I wanted, or this is not what I thought I was getting, you know? So it's, yeah, it's definitely an awareness thing, right? It's definitely yeah. a global a global awareness, and yeah. Well, Rocco, I love you, and I'm yeah. um, so thankful you came on the podcast. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This, this was such a fun awesome. time, and awesome. I'm glad awesome. we got to me chat too. and talk, um, yeah. We, we um, I do have a question, though. Like, we're, we're talking about this whole podcast all about... Um, Holy shit, this dog's being nice. Marlo is coming up to Steve, everyone. Marlo's happy now. <laughs> um, we're talking about all these wonderful things about, you know, how we can change the state of our mind, perspective, and all that kind of stuff. But what is, you know, what is that number one thing? What if the, most people aren't even at that point, right? They're right. Watch, busy watching that, what is that, zombie thing? Living, <laughs> Walking Dead. Walking Dead, thank you. You're watching Steve? Love no, it. No. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's I don't. I, I, I get. I'm, I'm like this. I'm watching TV. I'm like all twitters and everything like that. I can't handle. I don't. Uh, I can't sit down long enough to be able to do that. You know. Just so. rub your shoulders. Uh, be awesome. Rub <laughs> your uh, shoulders. We'll, we're gonna watch all seasons, all at once. We'll spend a weekend together. Oh, you guys could. Oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's never I'm coming. <laughs> Just kidding. The whole creepy thing being in yoga. I don't know if I want to be involved in this. I feel it right now. So, so like, can we go back to the series? I had a serious question. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't even know what my fucking question was anymore. Uh, what is so? If you have somebody who's literally just doing a nine to five, say on the couch, and every single night they're they're just doing the same old shit, they're really not happy. They kind of have an idea of what they want to do. Maybe they don't have an idea at all about the, what they want to do, but they're just not taking that next step. And they come to you and they ask you, well, "How how are you like you? You know, how do I get there? What is the very first step to get me there?" I mean, 
writing it down, like getting really specific on what you want to be doing. And um, for me, it was getting physical with my own body, right? Getting out. I came from a background of dancing and I danced for, you know, 15 you know, plus years. And I uh, got to a place where I like was not doing that anymore. And I got like all this stuck energy and I had to, I had to really like create something new and step into new territory. And it was scary and it was like uneasy, but... Um, I would just recommend writing it down, getting specific, and you know, finding something to pick up, like something to get physical and move that stuck energy. You know. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome, and then we we talk about that a lot too on the podcast. Just once yeah. you get it out there, man, it's out there. The universe knows it's there. It's official. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, I think I think just to kind of elaborate what Rock was saying is is there's someone else out there that has struggled with that and got through it yeah. and it's sorting out mentors. It's finding people that you can yeah. ask the questions to, yeah. you know, if you start to feel that you need something different, you know, and you can identify it with the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, there's like one thing I, um, I, there's a quote, like, you know, you wouldn't be going through it unless, um, Unless, you know, God knew that you could get through it and, you know, just flip it around. And if anyone else was going through your struggles, like, just consider that they might not be able to get through it. Right. So that's why it's on you. And, you know, when like the emotion that you're embodying right now, whether it be sadness, depression, anxiety, you know, happiness, um, whatever, gratitude, um, like once it's done teaching you your lesson, it will leave, right? Whether it's a tragedy or yeah. trauma, like once it teaches you what it needs to teach you, it will all be done. And, you know, we just have to get to that place to know that there's a light at the end of the, at the end of the road. And like, you just gotta get, you, gotta, you just gotta get through this moment. That's awesome. I love it. So Rocco, where can, uh, if people want to contact you, if they need tickets yeah. for a tribe, like, how do they do it? Yeah, so you guys can purchase tickets at tribeyoga.org. Um, you can also email tribeyogafestival at gmail.com for tickets. They're also being sold at the Rochester Lululemon. Monroe Avenue. Monroe Avenue, yeah. Cool. It's the Cloverview Plaza. And um, I'm going to be doing some few events in the next coming weeks. You know, like some. I think I'm doing yoga at the Victor Apple Farm, you know, next week. And the tickets will be available oh, cool. for there. And you know, just, you just gotta find me on Facebook, Instagram. I teach class at Breathe five days a week, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Find cool. Rocco, guys. Yeah, yes, thanks, thank guys. You. Well, thanks, Rocco, for coming on. And all you guys out there that are listening right now, please like, share, comment, you know, questions, concerns, whatever it is, we wanna hear from you guys. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much.